Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Mostly Soccer Show. The 40th episode, Jimmy. Today is December 30th. It's a Sunday at 7.06 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? I have to be Jimmy New Year. Jimmy New Year. I like it. I have no issue with that. I, yeah, you're not going to critique me this time and make no. me something else? Like Jimmy Claus. Jimmy Ball Drop. Jimmy Ball Drop, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Ball Drop. No comment. No comments on that. But Jimmy... 40th episode, we're at the ripe old age of 40 now. Yeah. So that means we've been doing this for almost a year? Not uh, quite a I, year. We're not quite there yet. We're over six months now. Yeah. I believe we started in May. I'd have to double check that, but I thought, because I think we gave ourselves like a month before the World Cup, I thought was what we did, but yeah. we might have been maybe the end of April, but I thought we were May. Would you say that we're still amateurs? Oh, yeah, for 100%, sure. 100%, right? Well, I think we're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, we're trending upwards. Yes. Uh, unlike a lot of the teams that went through a pretty rough festive fixture, yeah. including your team and my team, Arsenal and Manchester City. Yeah, this is just going to be a sad episode. Yeah, just, I think. It's like a therapy, a therapeutic episode. A lot of people have not gotten to experience my doom and gloom Arsenal No, that I have to. been for... I don't know what the past four years I've been the saddest yeah. human being alive because of Arsenal. Yeah. And Michael is a very um, emotional. Mike, emotional is going to be one of the words I was going to use, but I also think there's people who look go towards the light and they're drawn towards that, and there's people who are drawn towards the darkness and despair. <laughs> I think of you as a person drawn towards the darkness. One hundred percent. Right. I think and, a, a pessimist. Is yes, a good pessimist word for that. is the word probably that most people would use, but I'm never one to go with the easy route. So. And I think a lot of my happiness depends on how well Arsenal are doing. Yes. And they've just crushed me lately. Yeah, I have to say it was not a merry Christmas for us. We had no. a rough Christmas. A rough holiday season. Yeah. The holidays are sometimes rough as it is, but yeah. these these terrible games made it a lot worse. Yeah. But before we get into that, Jimmy. Uh, the new year is coming up tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. We're going to be celebrating together. We will be. Uh, Jimmy, who are you going to kiss? Uh, that's um, a spoiler alert. We don't uh, get into that. Oh, all right. <laughs> so I thought maybe it would be me for a change. I just thought that. Great. Whatever, that, that, great. All right, man. Whatever. <laughs> I don't dude. like we had taken this episode right now, quite <laughs> well, frankly. I think we need to get back on track. Quite frankly, I'm pissed. Um, see what happens when Arsenal get their ass kicked. Well, he goes all off the rails. A lot of things change for me. But... I had some suggestions for the new year to make to our listeners and uh, a resolution for the podcast. What is and that? I know that we agreed on the resolution for the podcast, something that we're going to try and do to make the show better. And I think that was to get more guests. We've had a yes. request for this in the past and we have slacked on it, but it's just because we don't know who to bring on. Yeah, I I definitely think that that's something I was actually talking about this today with someone. Basically, I think... We need to bring people on, get a little different perspective in. Mm-hmm. We've been actually, I think, very lucky that the guests that we have run on, who have been friends of ours, yep. have actually done a really good job. Um, Except bringing for that something first different. The first one was have. a little iffy. But since then, I think we've had great guests who have come on and kind of brought something different and unique mm-hmm. to the table. And I think it's time that we reach out 
higher maybe, profile. Yeah, and maybe reach out within the podcast community. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of we get a little interaction with some fellow podcasts out there. Yeah. I think that that may be a good step to take. Kind of you know bring a little different take on. I agree. And they can hear someone besides our voices. But I like our voice, Jimmy. So I like listening to our podcast and hearing me, specifically me. I skip past <laughs> the part where you're doing it. not me, that no, 15 second keeps fast talking. I listen to us in double time. <laughs> but um, so yeah, more guests. Yes. And another suggestion, not really a resolution that I would like to make to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a promotion. Drink Revival beer. No, <laughs> uh, that too. But get a Hydro Flask, something that you did recently. Yes. How has it changed your life, Jimmy? I want to hear from you. I have to say, now, <laughs> they don't sponsor us. We would love it if they did. Oh, God. But I have to say, yeah, Hydroflask, way to go. I, I love the thing. Good. I am. I was a bad person. I use a lot of water bottles. Mm-hmm. And I feel better about myself. It's a lot more convenient, readily available, because it's massive. That's right, baby. It's, Only it's, get the 40-ounce yes, one. It's, it's too big for a human being of my height to be carrying around this giant-ass water bottle. <laughs> Uh, but I love it. I'm very happy with that. That's a great resolution too. Yeah. Be better for the environment. That's right. And uh, maybe some self care, a resolution for you people. Something that I love to do. Another ad, basically, for someone who doesn't sponsor us. Get some meundies. <laughs> what Leon. is going on? Is this like Michael? <laughs> Michael's resolution, this which he a, hasn't told me, is, is apparently a new, a new throw segment. out free ads in hopes that they hear it and then give us actual. Well, this is a new segment of the podcast that I was going to tell you about. Uh, Self care with Mikey. Self care with Mikey. <laughs> the weird name, but get some meundies. Feel the I, fabrics of softness. I, I'm not enjoy. <laughs> I I want to know when did you get paid off? Who started paying you? And why didn't they pay I'm me? I'm just saying something that I enjoy, and I want to pass it on to our listeners. I'm sure if they listen to other podcasts, Meundies sponsors them. But when I reach out to Meundies, no one fucking answers me. So <laughs> Meundies, uh, even though you did me dirty, this is your free ad. Uh, anyone who hasn't tried Meundies, they should because they're just fantastic. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I have actually. Another resolution for the podcast. Something I want is I want us to ideally become more interactive during games. Yeah. Which may be, you know, videos, reactions, maybe mm-hmm. some more live, like quick takes that we've done for we've some games. We've had a suggestion to do a, uh, like a live type thing for the Man City Arsenal game that's coming yeah. up I and think, I think in January. That, I think that would be a good first step for us to try it out and see what we can do. That would make but, me fucking furious. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. is It's going to end with one of us upset is the only thing. Mm-hmm. We we care very strongly about our I think, teams. I think the only way that could possibly end is me laying on your couch miserable on my phone. That's that's happened before. We've been there before. <laughs> Multiple times, happened. actually, yeah. So I think that's a good first step for us to do it. Yeah, But I, I think that would be a good type of thing for us to do. And I would say, too... Um, and I think we've been trying to be good with this is on our social media to interact with people. I think we try yeah. to do a good job of that. I think I do so, a good job. Yeah, things. you do better than Pacifically. I do. Yeah. Let me be more well, pacific. I think I have to, pacific. whenever I get on the social media, I always feel your like thumbs, I have a hawk watching your me. Your thumbs are moving so, a mile yeah. a minute. So uh, Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I do control the social media pretty strictly. Yes. Because I hate when we tweet back to back. Like I'll tweet I something know, about a game I and then right after well, I see Well, that's why. Tweets. So I've tried to like pull, refrain from yeah. doing it too much unless I have something I have to say. I'm always firing away on the Twitter. Yes. You know me. Exactly. <laughs> so I would say to keep that up, to continue to do that would be one thing that I think we're doing and I want to continue to do. But... Enough about us being self-indulgent and talking about us. Mm-hmm. I think we should get into the meat. 
The sadness. The sadness. Go, go towards that darkness. I don't want to talk about it, Jimmy. Can we just skip the Arsenal-Liverpool <laughs> game? I think that's where we're going to start. I think we're going to start with that one because I'm guessing that that was probably the most watched game throughout this period. And the most painful. It was uh, painful for you. Most painful for me. Not the most painful for a lot of Liverpool fans who are everywhere now. There yeah. was always a lot of Liverpool fans. I mean, they're a massive club. Especially where but, we live. Yes, I mean. but they're... Uh, they're very loud right now. They yeah, uh, as they should be. As they should be. They uh, they look amazing. Credit to Liverpool, like you said, they look amazing. They absolutely destroyed Arsenal five to one at Anfield on Saturday, and quite frankly, it brought back some traumatic memories for me, Jimmy. It brought back the Arsene Wenger Arsenal days, Ooh, where not man. not. And not the good times. Yes, not specifically just the Arsene Wenger days because there were many good times under Wenger. But it brought back the time period where it was just, please, Wenger out. This is this is just a weekly <laughs> occurrence and something that we knew was going to happen. And um, it brought back a little of that just because the defense. The defense gives me PTSD more than anything. Um, you know, giving up five goals in any game uh, is horrible. To Liverpool, you can see how it happened because their attack is so amazing but five goals uh from mustafi and socrates in the center who mainly caused these issues along with um, lichsteiner i have another individual who i thought was horrible and Torreya. i hate to yeah, yeah i hate to say bad. he we we love we've made it pretty clear how we feel about Torreya. i know I thought he left the defense hanging so many times. He's not allowed game. to have a bad game. No, that's it's fine. And, and I'm not singling him out. And yeah. I think we've done a good job of not attacking players specifically. Well, we except for when Michael goes at some players sometimes. I go at a lot of players, yeah. actually. But I try to stay away from going at players because, you know, everybody can have a bad game. But I thought he was surprisingly bad. He and, was for his standards yeah, that he how, set good he's been it was kind of shocking and i think that that kind of made it really difficult for a defense that's not the strongest well they are they're decimated with injuries Mm -hmm. arsenal right now so it's um it's an easy excuse to say that uh hector bellerin's out and you would never think that hector bellerin would be such a huge deal for this team but we saw it at brighton where they tied 1-1 which was another horrible game from arsenal uh they really miss him and it Mm -hmm. especially hurts because lichsteiner is possibly the worst player I've ever seen wearing an Arsenal jersey. Uh, as we're saying, we don't like to sing yes. all players. But he has been god-awful. He's so goddamn old, and all he wants to do He's all game, old. all he wants to do all game is have those dumb wide eyes, and he wants to scream at the ref. Mm-hmm. How about you just fucking play the way you're supposed to play, and we won't lose. We won't tie at Brighton. We won't get obliterated. Yeah. I hate him. Uh, yeah. I uh, I have to kind of second that. He he is shockingly bad. Like, I, really I think bad. genuinely the maybe the worst player I've ever seen wearing an Arsenal jersey. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah, it was some of just the stabs and stuff is stuff he, you expect he has from no chance a ever. low level player, not someone who's had the career he's had and the success he's had. I was excited for Lichsteiner yes. at the beginning of the season, a seasoned vet who's had yeah. an amazing career. And he just, he's been god awful. I think it's, it's just, he just looks past it. It just, he can't keep he up does. in any way. It's, and, it's and bad. And wing back is a tough position to be past it because that's where you need to be sharp. Yeah. But Arsenal in this game uh, against Liverpool, they did the worst thing that they could have possibly done, Jimmy. Do you know what that is? They build you up and they broke you down. <laughs> they scored first. Why in the world did they have to score <laughs> first, Jimmy? I, 
went into this game, even though my prediction on the last podcast wouldn't say so. I knew that Arsenal were going to lose this game. Uh, But they have to score first every time. They have to give you that hope, and they have to just beat you down. I don't understand why this team does that. Like, how can you go and score the first goal, play pretty well for about 10 minutes at a time, and then just completely fall off and give up two goals in literally two minutes it was to Firmino? It's just horrible. Yeah, The defending is literally shambolic. And I don't know a better word to describe the team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of perfectly put. The defense, and I have to say, we are looking at three of what I would say, three of the four starters. Maybe you could argue that Mustafi would be replaced by Rob Holding if he's healthy. Socrates. Or Socrates. But, I mean, if you said Socrates, Mustafi, Kolasinac, those are three, you'd probably, that's a... That's Three what I stars. said. I, I tweeted yeah. at the beginning of the game. I said, who else is petrified for the Arsenal lineup? Then I saw it and I said, eh, not as bad as I thought. Yeah, like it, Mustafi had been a good piece for Arsenal yeah, up until recent weeks. It, and he's it, been hurt. I have to say, the two, and we've talked about this was just a bad game for their signings. We talked about Torreo. We talked about Lichstein. Papastopoulos. Just call Socrates, him Socrates. Just call him Socrates. Socrates, as mm-hmm. they were pronouncing him during the game, uh, was shockingly bad as well. Um, out of position often. The defense Late, doesn't know where they are. Even more often. The PK that he gave up was yeah, just, just so clear-cut, so terrible, just yeah. lazy, just completely beaten at that point. Yeah, defeated. They played defeated. Uh, Leno continues Leno's to bad. not look Leno is not good. Special. I want to go on the record and say that Leno is not a good goalie. And, yeah. it's, and it makes me so sad to say that because he was the signing that I wanted. And uh, he's just been bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point it would make sense to give Czech a run back in the team. I, I, it's hard to pull him so, out. Even it's, so. But Czech played very well at the beginning of the year and lost his spot to injury. And right now, I mean... Did he play very well? He did. He had a nice stretch before he got injured. He, he had, had a good stretch of saves, but Emery is trying to yeah, build his, something deeper than mm-hmm. winning just a game or two. He's trying to build a team that yeah, can play no, from the back that. and pass out of the back. And Leno is a big piece to that, but if he can't make the saves, then that is it becomes a much the Claudio issues. Bravo situation. Yes. Is how much does it? It is great that you can play out of the back and create chances, but if you can't keep the ball out of the back of your net, at some point you got to make a move. I guess so. But here's what I'll say on this, and Leno, I think, is a good example of what Emery is building here. It's a long-term project, and we all knew that coming into the season as Arsenal fans, which didn't stop us, me included, from predicting them to win the league immediately under a new manager after having a few bad years. But it's, um, it's basically a sign of, you know, we can lose a few games along the way. We're not going to have a great season this year. We should expect road bumps like this, maybe not 5-1 spankings. But we're going to lose games now and then maybe in the future our mistakes can, you know, maybe be corrected. I don't, I don't know if I'm putting that in the correct terms. I think it's fair. Um, you know what I'm trying to say, though? Yes, Basically, I think it gives you something to build off of. Exactly. You're like, trying to build a foundation. Keep Leno in. Yeah. Have him mm-hmm. miss a few saves, maybe, that he could have made, and uh, rather than putting in an old goalkeeper yeah. who might be gone yeah, in a and, year or and, two. And when I say put check in, I don't mean long term. I'm just saying at some point... There's a benefit of getting somebody out of the fire and letting, you know, and then waiting, you know, another 
four or five games yeah. and bringing him back in. I'd say this game would be tough to blame on Leno. I mean, he didn't look no, good I don't, in any respect. I don't think, but. yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't blame him for that. I thought he was poor in a couple of plays. He could have did better. But I don't, this was not his fault that they – No. They, they just – they got beat down. And a lot of games don't come down to how poorly a goalie plays. No, that's true. That's very true. I don't know. Overall, um, pretty bad festive period for Arsenal. I mm-hmm. think this is – well, these two games are probably two of the worst they've played all season. Yeah. The 1-1 draw at Brighton, um, and now the 5-1 at Liverpool. I'm not completely down on Arsenal. I still think we've had a great year so far. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think there's any reason to be doom and gloom. Uh, like, I probably am a little bit right now. But obviously, I'm just bummed out that we're getting mm-hmm. smoked, and then we're tying Brighton. Games that you should win, you have to win, so you can go and get smoked by teams like Liverpool and still have a chance to be top four. Yeah. Well, but anyways, this win for Liverpool looks even better after the um, the way the games have kind of fallen for the other teams challenging. Is uh, on the same day, Tottenham one, Wolves three. Are Tottenham just not a carbon copy of Arsenal? <laughs> is that not? Is am I wrong in they, saying that? They, <laughs> Don't you hate the people that you're most like sometimes? That, that, that's true. And, that is uh, actually, look at you. He's a very, very philosophical. I told you this was going to be a therapeutic <laughs> episode. But every time I look at Tottenham, I do see a little bit of Arsenal where you admire their style of play. Uh, they have such good run. They have good runs of form. And then they lose the games that they have to win. Mm-hmm. And especially with Tottenham, it's more disappointing because they're, they've been in position these past few years when Leicester won the league. Mm-hmm. And now this year where they could challenge for the title and they shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly for seemingly no reason. They have no major injuries that I know of, at least. They have no reason to be losing a game like this against Wolves. Uh, granted, Wolves are a good team, but games that you need to win. Yep. Yeah, and the way this went, um, it, I mean, Wolves, we're talking about they scored three goals from the seventh minute on. Willie Bali scored, didn't even have to use his hand this time, mm-hmm. scored with his head. Um, Jimenez continues to yeah. really be on a good run. Yep. Um, and then Helder Costa sealed it. But Spurs had a lot of chances early to make this 2-3-0 three, three and couldn't get the goals. Yeah. Um, and then once Wolves scored, I think it kind of looked pretty much like they were going it to looked win like this. the floodgates yeah. opened yeah, up. yeah it bit. did it, it looked like tottenham looked a little broken from there which was weird can you blame this on being fatigued though no i i i don't think here's my issue with fatigue because we're going to talk about that when we talk about my team shortly i don't i think blaming fatigue is a weak excuse um during this period because everybody's playing the same amount of games yeah the champions league has been done for weeks now you're not playing those midweek games if you're Spurs. So you've been playing the same amount of games as Wolves the last couple weeks. I'm sure their players are just as tired and it didn't yeah. stop them. I don't like that built-in excuse. Obviously, you're dealing with fatigue, but all the teams are dealing with it. Yeah. So I, I think it's just, I don't think it's fair to blame that. I think fatigue is the reason why you you see these results because teams, they decide to rest players. Managers yeah. make moves like that, and that can lead to some issues. But Tottenham more, didn't do that. But they didn't do it. That's what's going to be my point, is they did not do that. They were playing their players. Wolves were playing their players. They just... Wolves they, only show up against the big teams. They that that is true. Wolves love playing the top, We've, the top we teams. We figured that out 
that they only play against top teams because all of these players are going to leave. Yes, that's these <laughs> players like it's their chance to be on showcase. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so that what do you think about Tottenham here? Is what I want to ask you. I mean, what does this mean for their season long goal? Obviously, the season long goal is winning the league. Here, how realistic do you think that goal is? Here's what I would say. I do not. I would say. I genuinely don't think there is any chance that Tottenham win the league. Zero percent. Like I, I genuinely think zero percent chance they win the league. What about before this Wolves game? I still thought it was zero. Wow. And they were ahead of City at that time. I just my thing is when I look at this team, they are a great team. There's pl- t- tons of talent, tons of um, potential. Yeah, maybe. potential. <laughs> And a lot of their style of play is fantastic. Yeah. Everything about this team is good. They have a great manager. They just, when I see them, I don't feel the same way when I see Liverpool and I see City. I don't see the same wow factor. Mm-hmm. They have great players. It's, this is how I feel about Chelsea, too, and Arsenal as well. They have great players. United as well, too, now. Yeah. Now that the shackles are off. Yeah. They have great players. And they can play on their game. They can beat anyone. But do I think they can consistently do enough to compete with City and Liverpool? I don't. I think they'll be close, but I don't think they have what it takes to get over the line. I think this year, I think this year, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What do you think about probably not signing any players in January, too? Is that a mistake? If they really want to compete for the league, then yes. If they genuinely, if that is their concern. Is competing for the league, competing for the Champions League, because they're still in that as well. Yeah, you should look to strengthen your team. You, if just, you can. Here's burp as you're talking. I, I choked almost. I almost <laughs> choked. Much like Tottenham, it's ironic that I'm choking. You just as heard I'm talking Jimmy about struggling Tottenham. through that last minute. Yes, it's because he was midway through choking on a burp. Yes. So, <laughs> but now I'm okay. Um, and I would just say I think they didn't bring anyone in in the summer to not bring anybody in in January too. Is you just setting yourself up for failure? So to sum up this uh, past week for Tottenham, it went from title contenders to no chance to title contenders, and that's that's how it was for me. It yeah, was like I a five percent like chance. I, said, I don't title think contender. I ever thought they were really title contenders. Not really, but they they were in second. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, I, they had been on a good run, and they're like I said, carbon copy of Arsenal, a team that just wants to build your hopes up just to break you down. I don't know why teams like to do yes. this, but. After that, Jimmy, we should spend just a minute on Liverpool if we haven't already. Mm-hmm. We have said they've been playing great. Mm-hmm. Are they your champions, Jimmy? If Just a snap judgment. Are they your champions? I have a follow-up question for this. I honestly don't know. Are they going undefeated? They're not going undefeated. Okay. I guarantee you they will not go undefeated. Okay. Um, And I, I, I just... I don't think... This team is an amazing team. I, I After watching what City did last year... And not go undefeated. And not go undefeated. Lost twice. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see how Liverpool could then do it. Because I don't think they're a better team than how City played last year. All right. That's my opinion. I could be. We'll see if I'm wrong. We'll see. But I, I don't mean, think they're going undefeated. I think there's a lot of games left to play in a lot of competitions. And that's mm-hmm. where fatigue will come in. And if, say, Liverpool has a big game against Bayern Munich in the Champions League and maybe playing a lower... Premier League team, maybe mm-hmm. they slip up. Something like that's possible. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't think they go undefeated. I think there is as good a shot if ever of them winning the league. I want to see the game this week on Thursday yeah. to help me decide if they will win this league. Okay. And uh, one last note on Liverpool. 
they obviously look incredible. Virgil van Dyke might be the best defender in the world. I think it's fair to say he is. He, I don't think there's I don't a know might. who's better than him. I right don't now. think there's a might. Um I he He's insane. He is a just so fantastic big. player. He's a leader. You can mm-hmm. see it on the field directing people. He his ability to play the ball forward is incredible. He's looking like a steal for what a hundred million it costs yeah. to get him. He looks like an absolute steal. Allison too is also looking like yes. a steal. I mean Allison, I have mixed emotion. I think Allison is great. Mm. I think Allison's a little overhyped. I, I just don't when I look at Allison, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I think the people who try to I think it's just Liverpool fans being Liverpool fans. <laughs> I think you're just but, mad that people think he's better than Ederson. That does make me mad because I don't I think, think they might be right. I don't think he is. Mm. But again, at, also just because Ederson's such a boss. Did you see the, the did you see today the little dummy he did right in front of the goal? Yeah. I like see that. things like that make me hard not to love Ederson. So I feel like because I'm a team Ederson, I have to be anti Allison. But I do think he's great. And we did say at the beginning of the year that bringing him in was massive. Yeah. Because as good as Van Dyke is last year, they were still had the issue of a goalkeeper they couldn't trust. Yeah. And now that is not a problem anymore. All right, Jimmy. So we talked about Arsenal. We talked about Liverpool. Mm. We talked about Tottenham. Mm. Should we delay the inevitable? All right, let's do it. Let's just do it. All right. Let's let's hit City. We're going to hit all of Manchester, but let's hit City. Yeah. Maybe the team who had uh, the roughest go at the festive fixtures, aside from Arsenal. Jimmy, what happened? Tell us what happened. So, uh, first I will say, City did win today, which mm-hmm. was massive. Um, a 3-1 win. Imagine saying that three, a few one weeks win over ago. Southampton. Imagine saying and that it was a, a massive, massive win yes. over Southampton. And it wasn't easy. I mean, Southampton brought it level. Um, and then City got a, a deflection, own goal. And then um, I got a nice goal from Aguero off a nice ball from Zinchenko, who was at fault for the goal that Southampton scored. Um, But yeah, it's been a weird couple weeks for City. Started with the defeat at Chelsea. Then they won. And then they lost. And Mm -hmm. then they lost again. So they lost three out of four games. Um, Manchester City is not supposed to do that. Yeah, and and when I tell you that it was against Leicester and against Crystal Palace, it's definitely (laughs) not supposed to be against them. And the Crystal Palace, we've talked about the Crystal Palace game, so I won't focus on that. But I will talk about the Leicester one because this one was just weird in so many ways. Go on. Um. I don't even. City scored <laughs> first. Start. City scored first off a nice goal from Bernardo Silva, who's been kind of out of form lately, so it was good to see him score. Mm-hmm. And then Albrighton was all alone for a nice, easy goal, completely just left by himself by a poor play from Fabian Delph, who just lost him. Mm-hmm. And this was not a good day for Fabian Delph, who would also get a red card in this game. Um, and then Leicester had a, another great strike. This was by Perea this mm-hmm. time. City's got some rough luck and when it comes to some wonder goals scored against them. It was a beautiful goal from a defender, no less. Um, Is that worse than Andros Townsend goal? A yeah, because I actually... Yeah, exactly. Two people yeah. just don't score goals. It, it was brutal. It was brutal. And this game was pretty brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. City did not look good at all in this game. And they had the big guns back. I mean, Aguero and De Bruyne both started this game. It looked like uh, they had the Stones-Laporte pairing back. 
But the big missing link from this one, the Crystal Palace game, is the Brazilian in the middle of it all, Fernandinho. Hmm. That's the missing link? The missing link. And I I think any City fan loves Fernandinho. Has such a higher rating of him than just the normal fan. I think these games show just how important he is Mm -hmm. in that he is probably the most irreplaceable player in the team. Outside of maybe Mm. Ederson, just because the backup is a a young kid, Murch, I would say Fernandinho is the most irreplaceable player. Because at every other position, except for one, which is going to get into that too, City have players that can cover that position. If you lose Sané, you have Sterling and Mahrez. You lose Sterling, you have Sané and Mahrez. You lose Aguero, you have Jesus. They've had no De Bruyne most of the year and have been able to cover that. Mm-hmm. With Bernardo Silva, David Silva, Gundogan kind of cover. Any type of Silva. Yeah, any type of Silva is good. <laughs> so, but we saw how, and, and we talked about this before, is the need this team has for a backup to Fernandinho, who's also, I believe, 33 years old. Yeah, He's not getting any younger. They need to find someone who can back him up and eventually replace him. And they don't have that in the team. It, it for sure is not Ilkay Gundogan, who you know I'm not the biggest fan of. And every time I have to see him play in that deeper role, he just can't do it. And it's funny because this was the role he was brought in to actually play before we realized that he's just not very good at it. <laughs> and it which makes no sense because he was so good at it at BVB. Mm-hmm. But he's solid as a more attacking player. But when you ask him to play that pivot defensive midfield role, he can't do it. And the team does not function the way they do with Fernandinho. And you saw that today with Fernandinho back, the team was completely different. Mm -hmm. And just the need to, one, either keep him healthy or get him cover is very, very important. It's the number one need with a close second being that this team does not have a left back. For all the money that has been spent on this team mm-hmm. and the 55 million pounds spent on our left back, Benjamin Mendy, who cannot stay healthy. Yeah. he. I, what is he even playing? I don't think he's played 20 games total in two seasons for City at this point. No, I don't think it's yeah. even close to that. I think he played I, like six last year and maybe I think he's played seven, like, eight this yeah. year. It, it, it's shocking that in, he's going to be out at least till, I think, February. Um. Fabian Delph is not a left back. He did a great job last year. How covering. is he even on City? How is Delph on City? He did a great One of the job. Greatest mysteries in the Premier League. <laughs> he did a great job last year trying to cover the position, but there was mistakes he made last year in the United game. He lost someone at the back post. That's what happened this game. He makes reckless challenges. Got a red card in this game, just like he got in one of the cup games last year against Wigan. This is what he does. It, it's he's not a left back. What about Danilo? Danilo's a right back. He's also don't can't play get, left back. He he's tried. Yeah. He can't play right back. So let's not have him play left back. He's just not very good. But Delph, he's tried. He's done a great job. He's done a service to the club. But he just he's clearly not the answer at left. Back. Have they been starting Zinchenko? So with back? Delph getting a red card, Zinchenko started today. Mm-hmm. Um, was it fault for the goal? Yeah. Made up for it later. Played excellent. Got a lot of praise from Pep saying that he was the best player on the field because he wasn't afraid after he made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't. And I I like Zinchenko. But again, Zinchenko also is a central attacking midfield player is his actual position. He was a cam slash striker when he was brought to the team. And now he's playing as a left back. 
and no, it it just if you have the money and the resources City have, mm-hmm. there is no reason why we don't have an actual left back. Um, I, I want to see a left back brought in in January. Do you have any a wish list? Uh, I get two for you. Okay. One, um, this guy, someone we've seen play in person, and you probably will not remember. He's a he's 21 years old, plays for PSV. His name is Angelino. He yeah. was a city I... youngster who played at New York City. Yeah. And we've seen oh, yeah, saw him gonna... play. Um, he is actually apparently lighting up the Eredivisie. He's been huh. named like the team of the week like four or five times. He's one of the leaders in created chances in the league from the left back position. Wow. Would like to see you know him brought back. But the player that keeps coming up was another player in this game, which is Ben Chilwell. Ah, that's an interesting and one. I would like Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell I, is I, excellent. He is an excellent player. It helps that he's English, builds up the mm. homegrown quota that is needed. Yep. Um, also, I think having I think having English players in the team does help. I think there's a benefit of having Stones, Walker, Sterling when they're playing. I think that it's a benefit in terms of camaraderie for the team and also support within the country for the team. I think it matters. Well, and I would like to see I would like to see Chilwell would be my number one choice of place to bring I in. I think that would be a good a kind of a sneaky little signing yes. for City. And I'm sure he'll be ridiculously expensive because anytime City's trying to buy someone, the price I feel, gets I feel like he'd be like forty five to like thirty yeah. to forty five. I and think that's I would fair. pay I think they whatever I honestly think he would be the perfect signing for the team and he's reliable. So do you think that they would sell him? Because Harry Maguire might be He's been another one who's been slightly rumored to be mm-hmm. on his way out mm-hmm. towards the end of this he summer. He did get a contract, new contract, McGuire. I mean, yeah. I think Leicester has shown much. that they're willing to sell players. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they sold Morris to City this year. I think that I would hope that... I, I mean, everybody likes Leicester. Everybody has a soft spot for them. No one wants to see them lose players. Mm-hmm. If they spend money, they'll bring players in. But I think Chilwell would solve a lot of problems for City. And I think even if Mendy's healthy, I think Mendy would be hard-pressed to get that job back. I think you'd have a real battle there. Yeah, I agree. I think Chilwell would be the perfect signing. But That's what uh, I want. All things are not well on the blue side of Manchester. But things on the red side of Manchester are looking up, Jimmy. They are. They are. We should should act like we're happy for United, right? Yes. Uh, With their interim manager, Mm -hmm. Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer. There you go. That was better. That was a lot better. Uh, they just can't stop winning. They can't stop scoring goals. As you said earlier, the shackles are off. Yes. And uh, one major takeaway from this uh, new manager is the resurgence of Paul Pogba. Yes. Hashtag Pogback. Yes. Uh, it's almost like when you play your world-class midfielder, mm-hmm. your team plays better. Imagine that. It, it's weird. It's like a strange thing. It's almost hard to understand it. So... I believe United are now uh, four points behind Arsenal after their... Three points. Three points. That's worse. Uh, <laughs> what do you think their chances are of cracking that top five four? Uh, I definitely think they have a better shot now. Um, I mm. still question if they end up making the top four. but I think top four is out of the question. I, I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think it is. But I don't. I think that they I, they probably will jump Arsenal. I think. I think it's possible. Um, I think Arsenal are more of at a rebuilding stage than United are, and I think the injuries are kind of catching up to Arsenal. Yeah. So I mean, either way, I don't think they'll make. I don't think they'll make the top four. I think they could challenge for four, but I don't think they will. 
Um, but I do have to say, it will be good for the league. I can't believe I'm saying this. To have a competitive United will be good for the league. I mean, that much is obvious, right? I mean, look at where we're at right now in the league. We have Liverpool playing as good as they've played in 20 years. Mm-hmm. City are at their peak as a team. Yep. Tottenham possibly at maybe their at their as peak as a team. <laughs> um, Chelsea are on the way. They're in transition a little bit yeah. from the old guard champions to this new style of play. And I think they're on the up. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to bring players in. I think Hazard will go. Yeah. Um, one player looks like uh, Christian Pulisic will be making the move to Chelsea. Yeah, in that's the kind summer. of disappointing. Um, so I hope he got my gift that I sent him of the tour guide <laughs> stuff for London. I hope he enjoys that. And I think with a new resurgent Arsenal as well, I think we have a true top six forming. I agree with that. And I mean, it, there's always the debate of all the what league's the best league, where do they play the best style of play, mm-hmm. whatever that debate may be. And I don't want to have that debate. You can't say that there is a more entertaining league, and especially yeah. if you have all these teams kind of on the up. Yeah. Which I agree it looks with like that. now we're kind of heading in that direction. I agree. I think there are a few leagues in the world that literally any team could beat uh, any team on any given day. Arsenal were on a 22 game unbeaten streak when Southampton came and punched them yep. in the mouth, and City <laughs> have been incredible, and then they lose to Leicester City. And they lose to Crystal Palace. I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of other leagues in the no. world can give you that kind of entertainment. But uh, as far as these other games go, Jimmy, I think we're skipping them. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's been a lot going on. So sorry to people who are fans of other teams, but we're just going to have to yeah. kind of gloss over these other games a little bit and just yeah. say that we'll hit them next week. We will. And I think what we're going to do now is kind of give our updated outlook of where we're at. You know, end of the year, looking at the table, mm-hmm. who's in trouble, who's kind of, who's who's ready to make that push to the top four? Our Arsenal, is Michael still believe in the Arsenal? Or is his faith wavered? For top four? What is your top four? 20 games in. Liverpool. A little over halfway. It's going to be Liverpool. Is this an order? Yeah, this is an order. Uh, Liverpool number one. See, the number two spot is interesting now. Really? I don't know. I don't know because I think it's really close. And the way City have been playing, I I don't know. I have a question of their, their mental strength, Jimmy. They've been champions for so long. They've been at the top for so long. Is it time that they just fall to like third, fourth? I don't think fourth. I think they could fall to third. I, I think Tottenham are just so... Hot and cold that I can't do that yet, though. I'll put City at second. I think I'm going to move Chelsea to third, Tottenham to fourth, Arsenal to fifth, Man U to sixth. Okay. I think that's probably where it'll end for me. Uh, I was so high on Arsenal hitting the top four this year, but the way these injuries look, if they don't sign a center back in January, which I haven't heard any rumors that they're going to do, they're doomed because starting the lineups in the back that they have it's just it's not possible that they can be good if they start Lichsteiner week in week yeah. out we literally might fall to eight because he is god awful what do you think jimmy before okay. i go on another Lichsteiner so this is going to be this is going to be tough and i think when i say who's going to finish first it really depends on do, do city make activity in january 
Do they bring in a left back, I think, is crucial to if they can really win the league. Um, so far, the only like solid thing that looks like it's happening in January is the sale of Brahim Diaz to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. which makes me sad. As a big fan of Brahim Diaz, not too thrilled to see him go. Though, from what it sounds like, City are going to get 15 to $20 million for him, plus add-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, for a player who's out of contract in six months is actually pretty good. And I don't know why Brahim Diaz thinks he has a better shot to start at Real Madrid. Um, I, I feel like he's going to be in the same situation, so I don't get that. But yeah. regardless, if City bring in a left back, I still think they will win the league. So this is tough for me because I started the year with Liverpool, if you remember. I said yeah, you Liverpool going to win. And then my heart took over and said, no, nah, City still got this. And now I, I just... Liverpool looks so, so good. Yeah, they do. And it's really hard to pick against them. And if they beat City Thursday, which we'll get to, then I think I will say that they will win the league. Yep. I think at that point, the 10 points becomes too much for City to overcome. But I, I have a feeling City are going to win. And if they win, I think they will still win this league. I think that that could be one of those games that kind of... Yeah, exactly. Kind of puts a little doubt in Liverpool. I hope that City do win that game just to have a real title race. Like yeah. we do right now, and it's mm-hmm. been fun. It's yeah, been it's exciting. Been and I think this will become more of a two-horse race as we go on, yeah. which was what I said. I think everyone I, kind of expected that at the yeah, beginning of the year. I, do have, I think Tottenham will be third. Um, I think Chelsea will probably do enough to hold off United and Arsenal. Boo. Um. I have United fifth and Arsenal sixth. Oh, fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> Why? Why now all of a sudden United are good because they played a bunch of bad teams in the week? No, and, and that's true. That could be true. Yeah. They could end up going back the old way. But I think United are doing the weird thing of playing their best players, and all of a sudden they're actually looking like a better team. And also, no fault of Arsenal, the injuries have affected them. It's Rob Holding, man. Yeah, Since I mean, Rob Holding left, and we look, stink. And looking at that defense makes me very worried for Arsenal in it's big so games. So bad. And I don't know, and I think that that might be it. I mean, I think it's going to be close. I'm not saying Arsenal are falling to seventh or eighth. I'm just saying they might not be able to hold off United. And I think that's probably the order there. But the more important one I have to ask is, I want to know about the relegation battle. I want to know what you think, because I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. We have Burnley in 18th with 15 points. Yep. Fulham in 19th with 14. And Huddersfield, the Terriers, down there with 10 points. Now, right. the shocking, the most shocking thing out of that statement is Cardiff are up at 16th with 18 points. But 18 points right now is nothing. It's only three points clear, but when you only have 15 or 18 points in the season, three points is a lot of points. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm just surprised that they're there, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, we know how I feel about Cardiff and what I've said about them. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, where do you think this shakes out in the end? Well, what- look, looking at this bottom three, the thing that stands out is Burnley. The biggest disappointment of the season by far, more so than United, more so than Everton right now, has been Burnley. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting there at 15 points, what they finish? Like sixth or seventh last yeah. year? Something yeah, really high like si- that? I think it was sixth, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, and they have four wins. 13 losses, three draws. Absolutely dreadful. But having said that, they go out and they beat West Ham Mm -hmm. over the weekend. And it's just so odd. They're such an odd team. They have 
I don't know if they have talent defensively. I think teams have figured them out. I think this is what it's come down to. But they also just can't score. Yeah, they can't score. It's hard to win when you can't put the ball in the net. I'm not going to choose them to go down. Uh, I'm going to choose Cardiff to go down in their place still. And I'm going to choose Huddersfield to go down as well. I don't think Fulham are going down. I'm going to stick with that and say that I don't think they're going down. I'm really between Newcastle and... Yeah, I'm going to say Newcastle. I think it's going to be Newcastle. From from that group, I think Southampton have figured it out a little bit with Hassan Huddle. So I'm going Huddersfield, Cardiff, Newcastle. Newcastle with a heartbreaking relegation. Sorry, Newcastle fans. So I agree with two of those. One, I think Huddersfield, I think the jig is up. I think they're done. Yeah, they're toast. Um, I think they'll finish last. I, I just They don't have it enough to be competitive. Um, I will still say Cardiff are going down. Um, they've done great to be where they are right now mm-hmm. is an achievement because I think on talent, it's maybe debatable with Huddersfield, but they're probably the least <coughs> talented team in the league. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And then for that last spot is very tough, right? Because I don't think after watching Southampton today, I don't think they're going down. No, and after I saw them beat Arsenal, I don't think they're going down. There's ta- we said I said before I, there's some talent there. There are talented players there. I didn't believe you for a while. Yeah, you hated on Southampton for a while, but there's talent there. But there's also talent on Fulham. But and this is where I think it's between. I honestly think it's between Burnley and Fulham because I wonder if Burnley have just Keep it's spiraling out of control. Out. Yeah, to like, is it beyond the point of repair now? In that they just go That's down. where I was at. I was I was between Burnley and Newcastle too. And I think it's either Fulham or Burnley for me. Did and you say Fulham or Burnley? I did say yeah. Oh, no, but you, we were talking about Burnley. That was where we were saying we were both on the same page with they're kinda dicey. Mm-hmm. I still don't trust Fulham. Um there's a lot like of Ranieri. talent on Fulham, is the thing. There's a lot of talent. So I am gonna say I'm gonna say Burnley. Wow. Burnley, from, Cardiff, and Huddersfield. From down. sixth to relegated. Yeah. I, I don't feel good saying that. But, I mean, after I what I saw crazy. from Palace, after what I saw from Southampton, and also probably just the fact that I like Rafa a lot, and I don't think, mm. I just think, I don't think he's going to let Newcastle go down. And I think he will get some funds in January to improve on the team. Yeah. I don't have them going down. So it's either Fulham or Burnley, and then I just look at the talent and say Fulham have a lot more talent than Burnley does. I agree. I, I Newcastle going down is harsh, but I, you know, the transition from sixth to relegated was a little bit big for yeah. me to make. But Jimmy, uh, we're getting to the forty-minute mark at yeah. this point. All right. Well, so let's we roll should to the, let's roll to the predictions. So Jimmy, let's get into it. Let me pull up the games while you stall them. Well, I stole them as you pull them up. Um, let's well, see. Do you have I the games this? in front of you? Here's what I have to say about these games. Before, while you pull up the list, here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Why? First of all, the midweek games are fine. I, I don't mind the midweek game. I now don't like working, I the do. Thursday. The Thursday bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me. I'm not going to be able to watch it. Neither am I. So yeah. I, we're going to have to DVR it. I'm going to have to do that. And then I'm going to have to stay off Twitter and everything else to watch it when I get home. Yeah. But when there's midweek games, I thought we all agreed it's Tuesday, Wednesday. 
And Thursday is for the greatest competition of them all. The Europa, the Europa League, League, baby. Exactly. That's right. Have Why some respect. is the City-Liverpool game on Thursday? I have no idea. Well, Because all the best football is played on Thursday, Jim. I guess so. So hit us with the – let's do the predictions I got first. the games up now. Uh, we start back up midweek games on Tuesday, January 1st. Happy New Year, 2019, baby. We start the new year the right way at Goodison Park with Everton at 7.30 a.m. versus Leicester City. What do you have, Jimmy? I have a 2-1 to Everton. I got a 2-2 draw here. I think both teams are good enough to get a point. Then we have Arsenal at the Emirates versus Fulham. Ooh. Yeah, I, Ooh. I don't like this. I'm well, who gonna, do you have? It's really hard to predict this right now because Arsenal's defense is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. I have a Lacazette starting this game and getting a brace. I got 4-2 Arsenal. I have 1-2 uh, going into half and then Arsenal come back and get three. Cardiff versus Tottenham. I think Spurs bounce back here. Yeah. 4-1 Spurs. Ooh. I'll go 2-0 Tottenham. Uh, then we have Wednesday, the second. We have Bournemouth versus Watford. Very good game here at mm-hmm. 2.45 in the afternoon for some reason. I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two Bournemouth win. Bournemouth have been uh, pretty disappointing Shaky. lately. Uh, I'm going to go 3-2 Watford here. Next game, we have Chelsea at home versus Southampton. This is an interesting one. I am going to go a 1-0 Chelsea win. I think Southampton watching them today, they're a competitive team. They're going to be without Hoiberg because of his stupid red card on Fernandinho. Um, And I think he kind of makes a lot happen for them, driving forward on the ball. So I don't think they're going to offer that much in attack. But their defense looked pretty solid today for most of the game. So I, I think 1-0 Chelsea. 2-1 Southampton. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, it's Southampton has <laughs> like won your heart over. Yep. After you hating on them for months. I know. Hassan Huddle, Huddle, after beating Arsenal, after breaking my heart, made me actually like that team a little bit. <laughs> uh, Huddersfield versus Burnley, a six-pointer. Ooh. Ooh, this is a big one. It is. This is a big one. One that no one will want to watch, but yes. it is a big one. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Oh, God, that's gross. <laughs> it's, that's all I can think of. Is, I'm going to say something even score? more disgusting. No, no. no. Uh, oh, <laughs> this God. game has... A game that's completely irrelevant. Oh, uh, yep. Completely irrelevant game right there. Oh, God. Then we have West Ham versus Brighton. Ooh. Ooh. This one's tasty. It is. We are at the uh, Olympic Stadium, correct? Is that the correct yeah. name for it yeah. at this point? We're not at the Amex. Yeah. So for that reason... I'm going to go 3-1 West Ham. I'm going to go 2-2. I think both teams, again, good enough to get a point from this. Wolves versus Palace. Hmm. The top team destroyers. Yes, we know Wolves don't like to show up when they play teams at their own level. Yep. But I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves. I'll go 2-1 Wolves. I think they're going to get a win too. Uh, Newcastle at home versus United. This was an interesting fixture earlier in the year. It was. Which, uh, United went up two, and then United battled back. You mean you, Newcastle went up two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reverse. I think uh, United's hot streak continues. 3-0 United. Whoa. Oh, poor Rafa. Yeah, not happy about it, but... I, uh, I'll go 3-1 United. I think that's fair. And now the big one, Jimmy. The Thursday game. Manchester City... At the Etihad, 
versus Liverpool. Yes. The undefeated Liverpool, I might add. Top of the table, Liverpool. Seven points clear, Liverpool, I might add. Potentially the biggest game of the season, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? So, for this game, there are a couple big points that need to be made. One, what does City do in defense? Do they start Zinchenko? Do they make what I would say is going to be a big mistake and try and they tried this against Liverpool in the Champions League last year, which was playing Emmerich Laporte as a left back? Mm-hmm. I pray to God they don't do that. Start Zinchenko and just just cross your fingers, <laughs> say cross a your legs, say a prayer and say, please, Zinchenko, please be amazing today. Because I just they need Laporte to be in the center, mm-hmm. guiding that defense. We talked about Van Dyke. And how amazing he's been. Laporte has been not... I don't think he's been as good as Van Dyke, which is hard for me to say. But I think he's clearly been the second best defender in the league. He's been amazing. Even during City's harsh run, none of it has been on Laporte. Mm-hmm. And he's actually saved them from some other chances they could have given up if it wasn't for him making some great plays. Mm-hmm. So I think if they stick with that, if Fernandinho plays and De Bruyne is looking maybe a doubt for this game... I think I'm going to assume De Bruyne doesn't play. I'm going to have a 2-1 City win. Um, Really tough game. I just I think I'm being hopeful. I'm very nervous about this game. And what scares me the most is I know that Pep and City are nervous about this as well. So I'm if you tell me you're going to say Liverpool's going to win, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to break your sense. heart. I'm going to say 3-2 Liverpool, I think. They're flying right now. They're too much to handle. And like you said, I think we saw in that Manchester City documentary that City are scared of Liverpool. Uh, it's weird to see a team where you can literally tell that they don't want to play someone. And City looked like from that documentary and from past... Well, I won't say past times they played them because they showed up against them earlier in the season. They did. I, that, I mean, but if Liverpool win tell. this game, if City win this game, this could be the turning point. If Liverpool win this game, I think it's safe to say the Mahrez missed penalty was the turning point of the season. Yeah. Imagine that. A 75 million bench rider. uh, Well, that's not true. (laughs) I mean, he plays a lot, but. All right, Jimmy. Uh, We should wrap it up. Yes. So hit him with the plugs. Yes. Please, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Mahimi, I see you on Instagram, by the way. Who? Oh, that guy. <laughs> Our yeah. NBA friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, also, you can email us at mostly soccer show at gmail.com. <laughs> you forgot. Yeah, I, I didn't forget. It was, I said the at before it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's not technically correct. But as always, please reach out to us. Let us know what you want to see in the new year. Let us know some guests you want to have us have, and yeah. then you can help us try to get them. Yeah, exactly. We need all the help we can yes. get. Don't forget to leave five star reviews, subscribe. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, Have a happy new year. Yeah, have a happy new year. We'll see you next week. We're ready for 2019.